The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, uh, last week I gave you a little insight from Nielsen Wire. It was an article called Mining the U.S. Generation Gaps by Todd Hale, who's a senior vice president, consumer and shopper insights at Nielsen. And the topic was around looking at four key generations uh, and how they they shopped based on their lifestyle preferences and economic habits. And there was such rich information in there. There was no way I was going to be able to get it all in one show. So I wanted to be able to give you a little bit more insight into um, some of this great data from Nielsen. What Nielsen did is they took a look at Four generation of shoppers, the greatest generation, which were individuals born prior to 1946, boomers, which are 1946 to 64, Gen X are those folks born between 1965 and 76, and then, of course, millennials, which are 1977 to 1994, and really took a look at what they shop for, what motivates them to purchase, and um you know, I wanted to pick up on um, really what were kind of people's attitudes when it came to grocery shopping. And most people, believe it or not, feel like grocery shopping is a chore. The greatest generation was the least likely to enjoy shopping than any any age group. But yet they spent more time per shopping trip in the store. seems like millennials um, shop fewer but um, and also... But also like shopping more, which I thought was interesting. They tend to bulk up on on bigger items from like club stores and that type of thing. So they don't have to make as many trips to the store. Gen X and millennials actually claim the highest coupon redemption rates and were among the most likely to shop use shopping lists when making trips. But they were also, ironically, the ones to admit that they made the most unplanned purchases. So they're a little bit spontaneous when it comes to shopping. Um, when it comes to dining out, uh, the economic downturn has certainly impacted meal time. According to Nielsen, more than 40% of respondents mentioned that they actually were consuming fewer carry-out or home-delivered meals and were actually increasing the use of private label foods. Now, we've, we've heard that a lot here. We've seen a lot of that in the last 24 months. Um, and a lot of them are now incorporating more basic ingredients in meals and buying products in season. And it's fresher and it's less expensive and it's, it's all better for you. So that's good. 
Um, when it comes to the media, millennials are very much focused on the internet, getting a lot of their recipes from there, whereas Gen X looked at cooking programs and the greatest generation actually looked through cookbooks. thought that was interesting as well. Um, greatest generations really focused on freebies and senior discounts. That's no surprise there. Uh, boomers are interested in getting monthly and quarterly cashback savings programs that reflect their spending levels. And Gen X, um, you know what? It comes down to time. They don't have a ton of time to do a lot of shopping because they have the, the busiest families. So they're really interested in getting information on de- on meal planning and deals and how to, to do more with less time. Millennials are all about the experience when they shop. They love to go into places that have maybe piped in music or um, little Wi-Fi stations, uh, things that make it really convenient for them and more of an experience. So I thought that was fascinating. So you get a little insight on how the four generations shop for food, what's interesting to them, and kind of what gets them in the door. So today we're talking about the Prada Professionals. It's a focus of our purse profile, and this is a group of women, average age of about 36, uh, 74% of them married, all of them employed full-time, and more than 50% of them being a parent. They do make quite a bit of money. Median household income is $150,000. They keep their eye on the fashion world. Um, Their relationships are important. They're confident in their style. um, And their their, their possessions are rewards themselves. They like to own great things. They like to wear high-quality clothing. They look for designer duds. um, And their budget allows them to do that as well. But when it comes to purchasing, they are practical yet, despite the designer duds. Um, They're good at managing money, they say. They plan ahead for expensive purchases, and they do shop different stores for the best price. Uh, They do believe life is more than work, and they like spending time at home with their family. They like to go out and indulge in the arts and travel and they're interested in other cultures. So what are they shopping for? Well, when it comes to cosmetics, Bobby Brown, Chanel, Lancome are all top hits with them. They do like their Armani and their Calvin Klein, and they're at Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, Pottery Barn, Target, Crate, and Barrel. Um, and they do like Simple Green, a nice green product for the home. So if you're a marketer, how do you connect with the product professional? Well, she's reading a ton of magazines and viewing cable and network television for her entertainment while getting her information online. So magazines that she loves are Real Simple, Martha Stewart Living, In Style Shape, and Vanity Fair. She loves to watch E! Food Network, Fine Living Television, Discovery Health Channel, and TLC. And she's online at MSNBC, Orbitz, Ask, CNN, New York Times, and Amazon. Well, my guest for today certainly knows about women um, and, in fact, took a look at generational women, very much like Nielsen did. Ann Mack is the director of Trend Spotting at JWT. JWT is a global marketing communications network with more than 20 offices in over 90 countries, employing nearly 10,000 professionals. Ann oversees trend analysis, thought leadership, and other content initiatives, and she follows a myriad of trends across a lot of different industry groups. She joins me today to talk about the white paper she released with co-author Marissa Miley. Marissa is a Manhattan-based journalist and New York Times best-selling author who is a former staff writer at Advertising Age. Well, that white paper was recently showcased in Advertising Age, and it's entitled The New Female Consumer, The Rise of the Real Mom. So we'll be talking about Real Mom with Ann Mack when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. 
Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Ahoy there! Navigate the rough and treacherous waters of the web with a virtual vessel designed to swashbuckle spam and dock at your exact destination. Best of the web, BOTW.org is the Internet's oldest directory since 1994. A rewarding resource to those looking to promote their site. And now... Best of the Web boasts an incomparable local search engine featuring more than 16 million businesses from sea to shining sea. Commitment to quality and unmatched dedication to our users. Best of the Web. Find us now at BOTW.org. Wrong Melare. That's BOTW.org. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for Lolo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Affiliate Wire. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me now is Ann Mack, Director of Trend Spotting at JWT. JWT is a global marketing communications network with more than 20 offices in over 90 countries, employing nearly one, or actually 10,000 professionals. And today she's joining me to talk about the white paper she released with co author Marissa Miley. Now, Marissa is a Manhattan based journalist and New York Times best-selling author who is a former staff writer at Advertising Age. Now, this white paper was recently showcased in Ad Age, and it's entitled The New Female Consumer, The Rise of the Real Mom. And welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Very, very happy to have you on the show. As I was mentioning to you earlier, I've really enjoyed reading the white paper. I found it really insightful, and I'm excited for you to be able to share some insights with listeners today. But before we jump into that, tell us a little bit about what you do every day there at JWT. Sure. Um, As you can imagine, in my role as director of trend spotting, no two days are alike. But, you know, to sum it up, I oversee global trend spotting for JWT. In other words, I help clients turn shifts in culture related to everything from digital technologies, gaming, and globalization to retail um, into opportunities. Um, And I've worked on strategic projects for many of our clients to do just that. Oh, very, very interesting. So you stay on top of 
everything that's going on, and I can't even imagine how hard that is because things do change really minute by minute, I'm sure. Uh, when you and Marissa decided to come up with this white paper project, you, you really did focus on Gen X and millennial moms and how they have really been differing from older generations of mothers. Why did you choose that topic and, and why now? Well, you know what? It, it started out as a conversation between me and Marissa. We were both intrigued by the fact that women control the vast majority of household spending. Uh, according to a recent Boston Consulting Group report, they control 4.3 trillion of the 5.9 trillion in U.S. consumer spending. That's 73% of household spending. Yet many, um, as many as 90%, according to She Speaks research, say advertisers don't advertise to them. So we started out with the broad objective to explore what multiple generations of American women want when it comes to family, work, and life in the 21st century. And then we narrowed the focus to moms, specifically, as you said, Generation X and Millennial Moms. And you talk to a lot of them, too. I mean, you talked to, what, nearly a 1,000 men and women, and, and you went beyond that, too. I was, I was reading in the white paper that you actually took the results and talked to marketers and experts and, and did some additional qualitative research. What, what were you really looking to find out from doing all of this research? Well, we wanted to find out how women today and moms specifically differ from their older counterparts. Um, we also sought to discover what these moms truly wanted or expected from brands, as well as gain more knowledge about how they shop and what gets their attention. Um, the overall objective was to understand how marketers can and should improve how they reach moms. Well, and you, and you spoke to both men and women. Did you find that the men actually provided a fresh perspective? Without a doubt. You know, it's interesting because a lot of studies about women only look at it from the perspective of women. And I think it's hard to look at any group in isolation, whether it's a gender group, age group, or ethnic or racial group. It makes it more interesting when you have comparative data to see how their attitudes and behaviors stack up. So I'll give you a for instance. Um, uh, we found that the percentage of working women who consider what they do for a living a career versus just a job has grown from 29% in 1971 to 48% today. Now, that's pretty significant, right? But it gets even more interesting when you compare that 48% with 63% of men in the workplace who consider what they do uh, a career. Now, that's really interesting because they are, you know, women are still significantly less likely than men to consider what they do a career. Hmm. That, that's really fascinating. Do you think it's because women are pulled in a lot of different, a lot of different ways? Yes, um, they are multitasking to the nth degree, and sometimes that works to their disadvantage. Um, some people think that they've been held back in their career because of the decision to opt out of the workplace or take time off to have children. You know, biology does come into play. Mm -hmm. Now, that, you just gave us a 
little glimpse into your findings, but I know having read the white paper, there's so many more fascinating findings from that research. Can you, I know we don't have a ton of time here. We, I could use several hours, I'm sure, to talk about this, but <laughs> can, you, can you synopsize some of the, the high-level findings from your research? You, sure. I have some top lines here, um, and you can stop me at any point if I just keep going on because okay. I could go on. Um, but, you know, we have come a long way to steal the line from that famous Virginia Slim's ad campaign. But, you know, today's American women are more highly educated than ever before. We're working professionals climbing the ranks, um, the privileged product of generations of women who have fought for equality in and outside of the home. Still, we don't have the same career trajectory as men do, either, as I said, because we opt out, prioritize family over work, or take time off to have children. And despite the perception that Mr. Mom is on the rise, traditional gender roles still predominate among married and cohabitating parents. The primary responsibility for household and child care responsibilities still largely falls to women. Um, another finding is that, you know, the second wave of feminism has wrought not only opportunities, but also greater challenges. Many mothers, especially working mothers, are time crunched, as you can imagine, and stressed, putting in long hours at work and at home. And in today's fast-paced and always-connected world, mothers are parenting and often running the household 24 hours a day. It's, it's a tough, tough job. Um, but, you know, what is changing is that increasingly today's moms, especially millennial moms, are not aspiring to perfection. And this is a significant shift. You know, they've seen their predecessors prematurely exhaust themselves trying to achieve an elusive ideal, whether the corner office, 2.5 well-groomed children at home, and Julia Child's command of the kitchen. And these younger mothers are starting to realize, you know what, having it all doesn't require doing it all. Um, another point I have, that I, I'd like to make is that days... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you. I apologize, but I was going to tell you, I think that that super mom syndrome, I, I find yes. that really interesting that that's changed because um, I'm from the... I'm Generation X, um, kind of on the older age, if I could say that. <laughs> if I could reveal that. And I, I still think that many of us in that age group suffer from that super mom syndrome. Did you see that that the younger the women, that they were least likely, less likely to kind of suffer from it? I mean, like as the younger that they went, but that maybe if they trended on the older side of your study, they still kind of suffered from it? Or was everybody yes. kind of releasing yes, themselves? Yes, definitely. You make, a, you make an excellent point. Um, that's why I said especially millennial mothers. So the younger mothers are more accepting of the opportunity costs that come with juggling career and family life. Um, as one of our experts said, they said, you know, Gen Xers were raised at this time when their parents might have been instilled in them that they can do anything that they want to do. So oftentimes that meant being either the perfect career woman or the perfect mom or both at the same time. Now those women are conflicted about, women are conflicted about the choices they've made. If they choose to stay at home, they think about 
what they gave up at work. And if they pursued a career, they think about what they're missing at home. Whereas millennials grew up with seeing a lot of moms working, being out of the home a lot, and decided, hey, you know what? This isn't for me. Um, so they're more at peace um, with either working or not working. Fascinating. That's just fascinating. Um, you know, I... We're going to take a quick break, Anne, but when we come back, I, I would love to get a little few more findings from you and then also talk about the time that you fielded this survey. If you think the economic crisis really influenced some of the key takeaways and also influenced these men and women on what they purchased. So more mm. from Anne Mack when we return in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, makes its way to Denver, June 21st through 23rd. Register today at AFFCOM2010.com. AFCON 2010 is different from those other affiliate trade shows designed for the affiliate manager, where you can pay up to $1,500 just on a single registration. That's why AFCON 2010 offers you an alternative, a show that's free for affiliates, not to mention over 80% of our attendees are affiliates. AFCON 2010 brings you a wide range of sessions, essential for significant affiliate marketing achievement. Plus, we are proud to be working with Search Engine Strategies to present an additional day of all new Search Engine Marketing sessions and tracks. Add unbeatable nighttime networking capped off by WebmasterRadio.fm's annual affiliate bash, and you have the complete affiliate trade show experience for free. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Where to the start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. Joining me today is Ann Mack, Director of Trend Spotting at JWT, and co-authored a white paper, which was recently showcased in Advertising Age, and it's titled The New Female Consumer, The Rise of the Real Mom. And, and we've been talking a lot about some of the key takeaways from your research project with Marissa Miley. Um, could you just top line a few additional takeaways? And then um, there's so many more things that we could spend time talking about, but I want to make sure you get through some of those, those key insights. 
Sure. Um, so we're talking about the economic crisis, and, and we fielded this uh, study during the height of the economic crisis. And, you know, money has always been a source of stress for families, and the economic climate last year only heightened that stress. So it came as no surprise that as the COO of the family, today's mom was trying to manage that stress by playing the price and value game. Um, in the qualitative research we did, we asked women to share with us on film their most recent grocery shopping purchases, and, and they repeatedly said that they bought certain products based on sales or coupons or store circulars. Um, often they bought generic products because because they were cheaper or just as good as the branded versions. And others said they waited for sales to stock up on items that they needed, such as laundry detergent and toilet paper. So, you know, they were savvy um, bargain hunters um, and, and leveraged that uh, quite, quite nicely during the recession. Did you get a sense at all that this was it a short-term solution, or have they kind of changed their model for shopping? Is it, is it forever changed, or was it something they just did because they had to save some money? Well, I think, uh, you know, it depends. Um, what's different is that it trickled into other income groups. So prior to the recession, you saw that among middle and lower income groups, but it trickled up to higher income groups, too. Um, whether or not that will remain after the recession in the higher income groups, not so sure. But you should have seen, you know, some of these middle income mothers showing their receipts. It was kind of so rewarding for them because they could see the savings that they gained from using those coupons or double coupons or shopping the circulars. And quite frequently, it was a hefty savings, $20 or more. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all wish we could do that. I wish I were a better coupon clipper, frankly. Um, and then I could benefit from a few of those savings myself. Um, you talked a little bit about being surprised by the lack of the, or the decreasing supermom syndrome. What other things were really, really surprising for you and Marissa as you reviewed your research? You know, I think what was most surprising for me, and, you know, I, I feel kind of silly for saying this, but I was actually surprised to see that traditional gender roles still predominate among married and cohabitating parents, that the primary responsibility for household and child care chores still largely falls to the women. Um, so, you know, women quite frequently handled what would be the stereotypical female chores, um, those would be the indoor or wet chores from cleaning the bathroom to cleaning the kitchen, cooking. Um, and the men handled the male-friendly uh, chores. Those are the outdoor or dry chores, taking out the garbage, um, mowing the lawn, doing the yard work. Um, in terms of child care, it was the mom who was planning the birthday parties and other events, taking their kids to the doctor, um, you know, helping them get ready for the ready for school or helping them with their homework, whereas the dads were relegated to playing chauffeur. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Well, no wonder they don't think they can be super mom. I mean, they, <laughs> they have a lot to do. They have a lot to do, exactly. But at least they understand they have a lot to do, and it's not all realistic to do it all really well at the same time. So they're, they're smarter than, say, I was at their age. Um, they're trying. What? They're trying, exactly. I, I give them tons of kudos for that. 
Overall, what do you think the implications are with what you found for marketers? What should we be thinking of as marketers when we're trying to reach these women, communicate with them, and really help them solve their problems? Well, there's there's several things to keep in mind. Um, in terms of um, what I said before, we have come a long way. But as a marketer, you, you need to find the right balance to speak to women who are both highly educated professionals and the operational and emotional uh, cores of the home. So don't try to move your consumer segment to places they don't want to go. Um, as one of our experts summed up so well, she said, you know, don't say that now that half of you are graduating from Harvard Business School, we're going to market to you like a man. Uh, nor should you market to women as if they're June Cleaver just because they bear the household, uh, uh, majority of the household and child care responsibilities. Another um, really interesting point to keep in mind, and one of my favorites, is that provide women the tools to let go of the inclination to do it all and simply delegate some non-core competency responsibilities, whether to a spouse, a child, or a brand. And I think brands can really play a part here. One of our influencers mentioned a Dixie commercial. And basically, it was all about delegating doing the dishes to Dixie. And how brilliant, while not the most environmentally friendly message, it was a pretty brilliant message because it said that you get to spend more quality time with your kids. Um, And then, you know, give moms solutions that help them manage the complexities of their lives and the lives of their family members, reduce their stress and workloads, and give them more time to focus on what's really important, whether it's quality time with family or me time. And at the end of the day, you have to remember that she was more than, she's more than just a mom. You know, more and more today's mothers are incorporating their pre-children lives into their post-children lives. They, they see themselves as individuals, and while mom is a part of their persona, it's not of all of who they are. They're multidimensional people who have interests that extend beyond their roles as caretakers, providers, nurturers. So create products and communications that appeal to them not only as mothers but as individuals too. Um, And finally, I would say, you know, don't waste her multitasking time, you know. Uh, She is multitasking to the nth degree. This is a population that rarely has time to sit down or read or watch or enjoy something without simultaneously doing something else. So as a content provider or as a brand, you need to turn what could be a negative, that being a distraction, into a positive and immersive experience. So create content designed for simultaneous consumption and engagement by layering a multitude of media into entertainment. And leverage the power of mom-to-mom communications via mommy blogs, Facebook, Twitter, etc. And finally, instill loyalty by aligning with causes that appeal to these moms. Great tips, Anne. Fabulous. As I said, I probably could talk to you for several more hours and get a ton more insights. But our time, unfortunately, is done today. Um, I'd love to invite people to check out JWT.com to learn more about JWT. And Anne, is there any other place that they can connect with you if they want to contact you? Yes, they can reach me at my email. It's Anne, A-N-N dot Mac, M-A-C-K at JWT.com. 
Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for being on the program. I am sure that that white paper created a ton of buzz, and congratulations on the success of that. Thank you. And thanks to George, my producer, for another great show. Join me next week for another edition of Purse Strings right here next Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. 